Hello, everybody, and welcome to the very first episode of the Sunbird Sound Off. My name is Christian Bond. I'm the Assistant Director of Athletics Communications here at Fresno Pacific. We're excited to provide our supporters with a brand new way to follow along with everything happening within our department. Director of Athletics Aaron Henderson is our very first guest on the Sunbird Sound Off. During our conversation, Aaron talks us through the momentum FPU Athletics was building during the 2019-2020 school year, both on the field and off. Aaron also shares a bit of the reaction from the department from when athletics were shut down back in March due to the global pandemic. Aaron also takes us into the PacWest meetings and talks about some of the ideas that were explored to bring back fall sports. Despite everything going on in the world, it was still an extremely exciting summer for FPU Athletics as the department made two huge announcements, one of which involves bringing back men's tennis. The other is a new partnership with Adidas. Aaron dives into both of those announcements in today's episode of the Sunbird Sound Off. Before we get into today's episode, we want to encourage anyone who is listening to spread the word about our exciting new outlet to follow the Sunbirds. We're hoping that the Sunbird Sound Off can become a part of your weekly routine for months and years to come. As always, you can get any news from the department by going online and visiting fpuathletics.com. We want to invite you to follow along with us on our social media platforms. On Facebook, look up Fresno Pacific University Sunbird Athletics. And for Twitter and Instagram, find us at FPU Sunbirds. Taking a moment to sit down with Director of Athletics Aaron Henderson. Aaron, how have you been? Thanks, Christian. It's good to... uh to be back and at least talking to uh, some of our staff it's uh it's been a pretty tough last few months um blessed as a, as a family i think some of the silver lining through all of this it's obviously you know been unfortunate uh the last few months of just um all the situation of everything from what's happening with people's lives and health to businesses closing down and, and people losing seasons, you know, specific in our world. But the, the silver linings, I think, for my wife and I and our family is in college athletics, it's it's pretty busy. You're out a lot of evenings, a lot of weekends. And uh, so as a family, I think we've probably had more family dinners and, and together as a family more in the last few months than we've been in the last few years. And so um, trying to take advantage of that, you know, we're, we're looking forward to when we get back to the seasons and get back to, you know, being at games and, and on the weekends with, with students, with our coaches and supporting programs, but definitely taking advantage of that, that extra time at home, um, you know, with the family. So Aaron, if you don't mind sharing some of the momentum that had been built by the department throughout the 2019, 2020 school year, it seems like the department was really starting to make a name for itself, uh, within the PAC West and within the region and, and kind of talk about what was going on before everything was kind of uh, put to a halt. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, in the fall, um, specifically with, you know, women's cross country, uh, they had an amazing season and anytime any one of our sports or individuals have a record breaking season or big accomplishments, I think that that it not only motivates the department, but it also just elevates the institution, the community, uh, and so that was one of those um, events that uh, I was down there um, in Southern California when it happened. And just seeing the excitement on the girls' faces and parents, and we had some donors down there and alumni, um, and then how that just translated back to campus. And I think that, you know, people on campus get to see see something that's excellent, whether it's in the academic, you know, field, whether it's um, in another co-curricular on campus. Um, anytime an institution sees a group of their 
population, whether it's students, faculty, staff, do something really special and something that, you know, it takes a lot of hard work to do. I think it just gets everybody excited. They rally around it. It unifies. And so that was kind of a big thing in the fall that uh, everyone was was really excited, especially it was our first women's championship. And so, um, you know, as we've continued to move into the NC2A and Division Two, and seeing what does this really mean for us and, and what does this look like, that was a big one uh, to get that first kind of women's championship. And so headed into the winter and headed into the spring, where we were, um, we had broken, you know, 13 school records. Um, Cassie Pizik with women's basketball had broken some. Rachel Anderson with women's soccer, uh, Sam Witt with women's water polo. Uh, we had four uh, swim records and and may have even had some more um, if we were able to, to finish that season out. And, and so just as we were rolling um, into the spring, we were feeling really good. Baseball was having a, a really good season. Like I said track and field was obviously doing some amazing things. It's, it was a bummer that we finally had some momentum and some sports that I think that the last few years have really been building towards this. Student athletes have been working so hard, um, and I think that's one of the toughest things that, um, you know, you have these students that some of them have been competing since they were you know, five years old, six years old, and looking forward to their senior year, looking forward to where we were. And it's not just at FPU. I mean, it's all over the country um, that uh, people were going through that. But, um, you know, we were really excited of what we've been building. I think the last few years, our, our coaches and staff have really been putting in a lot of extra time of of going out and recruiting and just building programs the right way. And I think that we, this year, we're starting to see some of the fruit of that. Uh, academically, I think that we're, we're really starting to see that. Um, we finished the year with a 3.1 uh, department team GPA. It's the highest in um, our history. Um, and so that was really exciting to just see how our student athletes are excelling and, and all the work and help that goes into to doing that. We had 58 student athletes graduate. Uh, I think from a community service standpoint, something we've really prided ourselves in the last few years that, um, and, and even before I even took over as the AD, that I think FPU, just in general, uh, where we are and, and what we stand for are very service oriented, fit really well when we went to the NC2A and community service, community engagement. You know, none of us are trying to do it to win awards, but it is kind of neat to, to see students uh, recognized for their hard work in the community and coaches, um, what they're what they're doing just around the area. And so, um, you know, over the last few years, we've, um, as a department and primarily, you know, student athletes and coaches of over 20,000 hours of community service and community engagement. And so this last year, uh, we, di we didn't have a chance to finish everything in the spring, but uh, our department finished in the top 60 um, in the country with, with Helper Helper. Um, and that's an organization that just tracks all of the community service and engagement across the country with Division II um, and NC2A, um, you know, at large. And so I think that we just had a lot of, a lot of good things that were going on and, um, you know, unfortunate that we weren't able to finish. Uh, I think that our communication staff, you know, you guys did an amazing job of, of putting together, uh, we always do an end-of-the-year awards banquet that our students always look forward to, our coaches look forward to. And we were trying to figure out what are we going to do? Um, we can't meet in person and, and actually had a, a couple students, you know, the last day before we were closing things down and people were going home was was literally um, just kind of breaking down in tears in the spring uh, or in the in the lobby from from a spring sport and just all the emotions of everything setting in their seasons done. They're going home. They were a senior um, and, you know, they're really looking forward to, to all of that. And then this banquet was one of those things that they were really looking forward to. And so I think that you guys and all of our staff did a really good job of putting together um, kind of online, you know, over a couple week period, 
honoring our student athletes and, and programs. And so that was something that was kind of unique and pretty special. And I think that, uh, um, I think that everyone really appreciated that. What's going on, everybody? This is Director of Athletics Communications, Jordan Herod. I want to take a quick time out from the conversation to tell you about Primetime Events. Primetime Events is a luxury mobile bathroom provider based here in Fresno, and they take pride in bringing the comfort of home toileting to any special event. FPU Athletics and Primetime Events have worked together to provide luxury bathrooms at outdoor home games, and we've received excellent feedback on the quality of what Primetime provides. Primetime Events has also just added a mobile hand-washing station to help combat COVID-19. The new trailer is fully equipped with on-demand hot water, eight full sink vanities with mirrors, and interior cam lighting. If you're in need of services from Primetime Events, you can reach them via email at info at primetimeeventsllc.com or call them at 559-495-5555. Again, that's 559-495-5555. Aaron, if you don't mind, I want to backtrack just a little bit. Uh, can you take us back to March and kind of Talk about the feeling from from everyone involved with FPU Athletics. Talk about um, kind of maybe the shock that that went into the realization that that we were going to stop having sports and, and kind of not know when it's coming back. Yeah, so to go back to March feels like an eternity ago. There's so much has happened just in the last few months. I think that when uh, the dominoes kind of started falling, um, or dominoes started falling, sitting in the cafeteria actually here on campus with a few of, of the staff and uh, going through Twitter, just refreshing the timelines and starting to see conferences announcing that they were shutting down, big-name schools announcing that they were shutting down. And I think in that moment, it really kind of set in that, wow, this is real. Uh, it, it's probably going to be coming our way. It's going to be affecting us shortly. Um, and we're talking, you know, everything from professional organizations to, to big major Division ones. And so I think that's when it kind of really hit home for me. Um, and after that, you know, the next few days, Next week is when most of the dominoes really fell. And I think that for a lot of, you know, obviously we were in the middle of spring season. So I think it probably affected from our coaching staff and our student athletes the most were those that were right in the middle of of season. We had our swim and dive uh, program that was back at nationals um, and mid mid competition, right? Like they're um, getting announcements, getting pulled out of the pool and sent home. And so uh, you know, obviously tough for them as they're back there. Uh, we, you know, were hoping that we were going to have a couple more high finishes over the next couple of days. And so it, it was really tough for them. I think for all of our spring sports, we had a couple programs on the road um, that got sent home. Um, and obviously once uh, once those seasons got canceled, um, it was really tough for them specifically. But I think that everyone that's involved in college athletics, you know, specifically, whether you were in season or out of season, uh, it, it just really, it kind of shook everyone because, this, this has never happened like this before. And so I think that uh, we were, especially for our spring, um, you know, we had come off in the fall. Our women's cross-country team had just won a conference championship. It was the first women's NC2A, uh, you know, conference championship that we had had won as an institution. And so that was really big. And so as we were headed into the spring, um, you know, our winter sports were doing well. Like we had a the swim and dive was at nationals. And so we're heading into the spring, having some amazing seasons. Um, looking forward to potentially, you know, being in the postseason for the first time for a couple sports, breaking school records. And so it was tough. It was tough uh, when you when you pull that. And even though the NC2A, uh, you know, granted waivers and allowed students to come back, you never really get back, um, you know, where you were. And um, so 
I think that, uh, you know, a lot of people were just stunned, um, you know, to be honest, in the beginning of March of like, wow, is this really happening? Um, and then as it continued forward, uh, I think that one of the things in athletics, you know, everyone always talks about just how mentally tough that, you know, you are as coaches and athletes and, and how you persevere through things and, and how you um, kind of look at what's in front of you, you reassess. And I think that our staff and our student athletes, you know, even though it was tough, I think they did a really good job of, of taking what they were dealt taking the hand in front of them and trying to be, you know, as positive as possible and make the best out of the situation. Most recently, the PacWest Conference announced that they were postponing fall sports until after January 1st. The announcement was made on July 24th. PacWest Commissioner Bob Hoke stated that the health and safety of our student-athletes is our top priority. We remain committed to giving all of our student-athletes a positive, competitive experience as much as possible. He continued by saying this was a very difficult but well thought out decision and one that so many individuals worked together on over the past several weeks. We're appreciative of everyone's efforts and look forward to a time where we can all be safely out on the field and play again. Aaron, in his quote, Commissioner Hogue mentions that a lot of people had to work together to, to kind of come to this decision. Maybe take us to, to some of those meetings. Tell us about what was going on and, and what was discussed. I, I, we had heard you know, rumors of a North pod and a South pod trying to limit the travel that teams were going on. I mean, what what were the ideas that were being thrown around to try and bring fall sports back? Yeah, so to start, obviously, in March, a lot of tough decisions uh, had to be made. Conference level, AD levels, president's levels, uh, a lot of a lot of meetings uh, very quickly took place to, to see what other people were doing. Um, and then kind of as some of those dominoes fell, it kind of forces your hand. You start losing, you know, different competitions or, or different counties would have different, uh, you know, orders or ordinances. And so once everything officially stopped um, and everyone knew that there was no chance to have spring season, I think that, you know, people were already starting to think what's next. But when that officially was done and we knew that there was no chance, started having PacWest ADs meetings. Uh, presidents were a part of some of those, but primarily it was, you know, the athletic directors um, with, uh, you know, the conference staff. And I think that it has continued to morph and change. I think one of the words that you hear everybody saying is, you know, it's a fluid situation. Um, the the new word right now is pivot. You know, everyone keeps saying, hey, just having to pivot and change. And so I think all summer, um, you know, some people uh, may be wondering, well, what are you, what are you doing if you don't have practices and you don't have games what are what are coaches doing or what are admin staff college athletics like what are you doing and I think that uh, definitely have not been um, has not slowed down I think that in some respect this summer has been busier um, definitely than, than other summers but even busier than some things in the spring even though there's not competitions and games in the evenings and on the weekends um, I think everyone is is uh, has zoom fatigue <laughs> with how many zoom meetings however it is it is good to to have those platforms but so some of the things that we started talking about, um, you know, immediately because our conference and the geography of it, we, we're in Fresno, we're in Northern California in the Bay Area, we're in Southern California, um, and going a little bit further, you know, to San Diego, and then we're in Hawaii. And so just the sheer geography, um, Hawaii was a tough one because you have to get on a flight. Uh, and so once these kind of quarantine orders came in and, and people were concerned and um, that was a big discussion that started coming up of, well, what if, what if Hawaii does not open up? What if they don't allow? So conversations started shifting and saying, you know, do we delay things and wait for Hawaii's to, to come on board? What's that final decision or date? 
And as things kind of look like that may not be an option, you know, we were trying to have option option A, option B, option C, but it ended up turning into option A1 and option B1 and option C1, and, and, and then those get scrapped when uh, the governor comes out with a new order, or there were so many changes. But I think a lot of what we were talking about was, you know, do you have in-pod? You know, do you have just the Northern California schools play against each other? Do you have the Southern California just play against each other? Do you have Hawaii's just play against each other? Once the NC2A came out with a new maximum contest and a minimum contest um what those levels were that kind of changed some things too um so what that means in terms of like what you were able to play in the past um is that they lowered the maximums and so no matter what even if a certain region uh was allowing more the nc2a was saying you know we're going to cap you at a certain maximum level of competitions and the minimums um to just keep sports sponsorship and going they lowered that in case conferences or schools or regions could not meet that. And so that kind of drove some of our conversations as we were just looking at, you know, what if we play everyone twice? What if we can only play, you know, within your pod once or play within your pod twice or play outside of your pod once? Of What if you can only play, um, you know, 13 games versus 16 versus in the past you were able to play 18? Of What does that mean? What's that do? I think in the beginning we were really trying, which we're always going to try to do, but trying to protect the student athlete experience. We were trying to get the most, you know, out of out of whatever the situation was. I think as the summer moved on, the reality set in that nearly no school was going to be able to meet the maximums, and so that's where you know you start looking into um, preseason stuff. Uh, our the other conference in California, the CC2A, uh, they announced that they were suspending all of their fall sports pretty early. And so that kind of took away a lot of our preseason games. And so once that kind of went away, um, the other Division II conference is all up north in the GNAC. And so, you know, for most of us, um, those are flights or very long drives. And so you just start, you know, wrestling through what does this look like with preseason? And more than likely, we're probably only going to get conference play in. Um, some of the, the scenarios as things played on were we were looking into what if you split? So what if you had a certain amount of games in the fall? And you finish them in the spring uh, for fall sports specifically. And so as you're looking through that, you're also trying to protect, like I said, the student that the NC2A has certain minimums and maximums that if you want to get a season back. And so as we were trying to listen to the conference office and the NC2A is, you know, if they give you 50% or if you play 50% of your season, you know, maybe you get your season back. Well, what if it's 30%? Well, are they basing that off of the new minimums or maximums? Or are they basing them off the old minimums or maximums? And so all of those decisions were, that's what was driving those conversations. And so we finally came to a point here a few weeks ago that we officially proposed some things to, uh, to our presidents. Literally, we had these proposals on a Friday. Through the weekend, ADs were looking at them again. We had a meeting on Monday to just touch base before the meeting with the presidents on the Tuesday. Um, by Monday afternoon, things had already changed in the state of California. The governor came down with, with new ordinances. And our first two proposals got blown up and thrown out the window because we could not do um, with the new ordinances. Um, after we, we gave some of those proposals to the presidents, from that Tuesday to the next week, multiple other changes happened. And so we had to come up with some, some more uh, proposals. And so it's literally changed that quick. Um, I think that where we are right now, knowing that we're not going to have fall sports, I think that the tough part is trying to figure out how do you squeeze all of this into the spring? <laughs> And so, you know, the, the Pac West has said we're going to evaluate everything October 1. Uh, I'd say that there's hope, we're hopeful that we would get some of the winter sports in um, in, uh, in this fall semester. So that way not everything is compacted in the spring. But 
Um, there's a lot of different scenarios. They're obviously going to be shorter seasons. Uh, I think that what everyone's trying to figure out is how do you pull this off with personnel, um, with facilities of having everything in such a, a short amount of time. So those are just some of the thoughts that you know we're going through everyone's head. Um, at the end of the day, what was driving all of this is really trying to protect the student and make sure that we can give them the the fullest and best experience that they can they can have. At the same time, you're having to look at testing costs and testing expectations and what the NC2A is, is wanting. So definitely a lot to, uh, to take into consideration. As a graduate of Fresno Pacific, you're a sunbird for the rest of your life, and the alumni office is dedicated to helping you stay informed, interested, and active in the FPU community. The goal of the Fresno Pacific Alumni Association is to find the points where the life of the university intersects with the lives of its alumni and to use those connections to build lifelong relationships. We invite you to seek and maintain those connections in many ways. For more information, email alumni at fresno.edu or call 559-453-2236. Certainly unbelievable times right now as you talk about, you know, pivoting all the time, trying to be fluid uh, as we work and do the things that we can to, to help bring sports in general back, not just at FPU, but everywhere. Uh, what are some of the things that you're hopeful for? Um, that, that we can provide for our student-athletes as, as we move forward and, and shoot for that January 1st date? Yeah, I think right now there's a lot going through parents' heads, students' heads, um, you know, our own staff as we're trying to figure out, you know, we're a few weeks away from school starting. What is it going to look like? Um, you know, every institution has, has announced a little bit different um, announcement in the conference of what they're doing this fall as far as uh, virtual online classes or blended or um, allowing some people in housing or not of, and so I think that right now where we are at FPU is we're trying to figure out like what does this mean for us specifically in the athletics department? What do we think it's going to look like this fall? Uh, and so I think that what we're trying to do right now, uh, some of it we're waiting for some guidance from Governor Newsom, and that you know as it continues to come, we keep looking at it and interpreting what that means for us. Uh, so what we're what we're hopeful and what we're going to try to do is. Um, as long as we feel we can do it safe, uh, that's number one right now. We want to make sure that we can do it safe. Um, but is that we can uh, maybe bring uh, student athletes back to, to either begin to uh, do voluntary workouts or some sort of practice. We had gotten to that point this summer. Um, we had started bringing students back and some staff back. We felt we were doing it very safe. Uh, we had a very specific protocol that everyone was following, had to be fully checked in, uh, you know, one way in and kind of almost one way out of um, and so we feel that if we, if we can do that, uh, we definitely want to open that up. Uh, some of that is just kind of waiting for guidance of what it means for specific to higher education. Um, and so we want to be able to, to work on um, what that's going to look like for our students to have access to strength and conditioning, access to sports medicine and athletic trainers, access to workouts with their coaches on campus. Uh, and so we're working through all of those things right now. Um, and, you know, I know a lot of people are, are waiting for us to make decisions on that. The PAC West, we were very intentional as ADs and as a conference office to leave that open, uh, recognizing that, hey, if we, if we didn't have any competitions this fall, but we could practice and we could engage with our students, we definitely wanted to leave that open. We didn't want to close that door. Some institutions either may choose to not do that, depending on their county may not allow them or other rules, um, but we definitely want to move towards that. Um, we want to be ready so that way if we felt comfortable, if we felt the guidelines allowed, you know, in September, in October, that we would start doing those things um, definitely before um, January 1, you know, of what the conference had announced. Here at FPU, the Sunbirds love playing at home. If you're looking for a home you'll love, head over to London Properties. 
London Properties is the number one Fresno Clovis Madera real estate company with more homes than anyone. London Properties specializes in neighborhoods and communities. You can search for homes, real estate, foreclosures, and luxury homes across the Central Valley. You can visit LondonProperties.com for more information on open houses, new listings, and market updates. You can also get information on your own home's value and home loans. All of that is covered at LondonProperties.com. You can also call them directly at 559-436-4000. Head over to London Properties today. Talk about new homes with London Properties. There's going to be a new home for men's tennis, and it's Fresno Pacific University. One of the huge announcements made over the summer was that uh, this department is bringing back men's tennis. Uh, Aaron, can you talk a little bit about why men's tennis and, and why now? Yeah, so we announced women's tennis a couple years ago. Uh, when we brought women's tennis back, I think we received a lot of positive feedback from people in the community, um, around of just within our conference, across the country, just people were excited that we had women's tennis back. Um, when we did that, uh, and the goal was to kind of bring women's tennis back, see how things were going. Um, I think we always wanted to kind of bring men's back, but the first one was we wanted to bring women's. That was the first step. And so through the last couple of years that, you know, things have been positive. We've heard a lot of positive things. Uh, people have asked about men's tennis multiple times and so this spring we had started really diving into the details of what that would look like for us to bring men's tennis back and that it made sense just for our department and the institution um, and so we we came up with a plan that we feel that it can do that and so at the end of the day that the why here right now uh, we feel even though you know you look across the country certain programs are getting cut we felt that if we do it the way that we're trying to to bring it about that I think it'll strengthen even the women's team um, we have beautiful courts here <laughs> Um, we're, we're in a, a valley that um, has one of the, it's deemed one of the largest high school, you know, tennis tournaments in the country in our own backyard. Um, and so it, I think that there's a lot of excitement, just tennis in the community. And so we're really excited to, to, to add that and bring that, um, bring that back. And so, yeah, I think for those reasons, um, it, it just made sense for us to do it now. Um, even though a lot of people, you know, maybe realizing like, wow, a lot of people are cutting programs. Why are you adding? And so I think for us. Um, it made sense. Certainly excited to see men's tennis return to this campus. The other huge announcement made by FPU Athletics was that the department will be in new threads. The Fresno Pacific Department of Athletics and Adidas announced a new partnership agreement, making the first department-wide apparel deal in university history. As a global leader in performance gear, Adidas produced more than 1.1 billion sports lifestyle products during the 2019 calendar year alone. As a part of the four-year agreement, Adidas will provide on-field and training gear for the department's 15 NCAA Division II intercollegiate teams. Additionally, Adidas will outfit members of the athletic department, including coaches and staff. Uh, talk about what the new gear will do for the department and the university as a whole. Yeah, so um, we, uh, we started a partnership with Adidas this summer, and um, so multiple things that I think that why again feeling like that one made sense um, number one I think it just provides us our department even our institution just with a unified brand uh, it's something that's recognizable um, it's unified it allows us um, just to kind of have a, an identity that's central through them um, it helps us with marketing uh, it helps us with just you know what you guys do right on your social media platform and presence that it just gives us a little bit more of a, of a bigger platform to be able to speak to um, nearly half of the PacWest schools um, were already gone this way. Our PacWest uh, conference, you know, already had kind of an Adidas par uh, partnership. Uh, I think that 
in the last you know years that I think that their product line has just gotten better in different sports um, and they've just continued to, to push and get better and try to be innovative uh, and so I think that um, as we start this year um, you know you will you will see people wearing uh, adidas uh, I think more and more institutions you know are, have been moving this way of um, just and I think it helps, like I said, the biggest thing, it helps unify us. And, and even when we did the announcement, right, um, I, uh, to the point that I walk out my front door and I, uh, one of my neighbors yells at me, um, you know, a few days after we made this big announcement and said like, hey, you guys are going with Adidas. And he's not on social media at all. Doesn't follow me. I don't even post this stuff of, I hadn't posted yet. And he'd seen it on one of the local uh, news networks. Um, that they were announcing. And so just the, the ability to continue to share our story, um, to share what our athletes are doing and our coaches, I think that this gives us a, an advantage in that area um, and, and really looking forward to what this partnership is going to look like as we continue to move forward. ShopFPU.com is the official online store for Sunbird supporters. And when I say they have everything, I mean everything. ShopFPU.com has all the latest name brand apparel, gifts, even FPU gear for your pets. Be on the lookout for monthly deals and discounts. For all your FPU needs, visit shopfpu.com. Can't wait to get my hands on some FPU Sunbird Adidas gear. Uh, Going to be awesome for the department and the university as a whole. Aaron, towards the end of every Sunbird sound off, we'd like to uh, do what's called the Sunbird Spotlight. It's where we give our guests a chance to kind of show some love towards someone in the department or maybe on their team or maybe even away from athletics who has been a positive impact on, on what what that person is doing and working on. So you get to be the very first. So uh, Aaron, go ahead and, and let's hear your Sunbird Spotlight. I think that uh, I get the privilege to do this because I'm the director of athletics, right? Of I think I'm going to go with our head coaches in, in general. Um, it's not one specific person, but I think that if I was going to spotlight right now, um, head coaches – Obviously, everyone in the department has been doing so much, has been asked to do um, so many different things, you know, kind of go above and beyond. But I think that coaches specifically, you know, their unique role and what they do, um, their relationships with the students and how tough it's been, specifically the spring coaches, all those tough conversations that we know they had and that we we, we know that they had that we didn't know that they had, right, of of the emotional um, conversations with parents and students trying to figure out right in the middle of a season um, that they're done. It's over. Um, and for some of them, even though the NC2A allowed them to come back, some of them are not able to or they're moving on with their life. And so uh, I know that they've been doing a lot of work um, just in that the area of just, you know, relationships with, with our student athletes. Um, this spring and last year, they really went out and I would say exceeded expectations for what's upcoming this fall with recruiting. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll wait and see, you know, where we are going to be uh, in the fall. We hope to have the majority of our students still wanting to come and still be engaged. We have some, we think, some innovative ideas to try to continue to engage with our students. Um, and um, even though we may not be in person, and so we're, we're hoping to, to maintain the majority of them. But our, our coaches went out and completely uh, exceeded expectations as far as the numbers that we were trying to get with rosters. And so we were looking really good, still are looking really good this fall for where we were supposed to come in and where our, our rosters are really healthy. Uh, I think that they've had a tough job all summer. Uh, I know that some people, again, may be thinking, well, what are they doing? Um, you're not practicing. You're not, you know, you're not playing. You're not prepping for a game. Well, they've been on Zoom call after Zoom call after Zoom call. Um, phone calls after phone calls, talking with parents, 
prospective student athletes, recruits, um, trying to give answers that they don't have, <laughs> answers we don't have, and just trying to continue to assure people that it's going to be okay. How are we growing through this? How are we leading through this? And, and so I think that um, I'll give my spotlight to the head coaches that um, they, they've just had a, a unique uh, opportunity as well that I think that they've, they've all done a really good job of, of meeting, meeting the needs of the students and, and parents and, and really trying to provide uh, some hope and, and what is perceived as, you know, can be a hopeless time. And so I think that um, one of the, the areas that I think that being at FPU that I really love um, the most is that, you know, being the institution of what we are and what we stand for, I think that sometimes, um, and I'm guilty of it at times, that being in athletics, we can let athletics be kind of come so much of our central focus. It becomes our identity, who we are. It's, we're, we're so consumed with, you know, 60, 70, 80 hour work week at times when it's really crazy. And so when that's stripped away, you know, I think for a lot of people, it makes you step back and really um, evaluate priorities. And uh, I think that's just speaking for our staff and our coaches of, they've had a lot of those conversations with students. Um, as they're wrestling, like coach, this is the first time, and like I said, since I've been five years old, that I'm not, I'm not practicing, I'm not competing. Like, who am I? What am I? Like all of those conversations that, that we may not be having directly because we're not, you know, talking to student athletes every day. Our coaches are; they're on the front lines where the rubber meets the road. And so, um, just want to applaud the work and effort that they've done directly and continue to do. Aaron, we want to thank you for sitting down and taking the time to share with with what you've been dealing with. It's been tough for everyone but but to get your perspective has been very insightful so we thank you for that and we're hoping to be back sooner rather than later yeah thank you very much Kristen. we're we're excited to see what's going to come um you know we can control what we can control um but we're excited to to continue to provide hope to continue to be innovative through this time and and like i said we have some things that we're going to be talking about and announcing um shortly of of what we're going to be doing um to just continue to engage our our staff, our community, our alum, um, and, uh, you know, definitely the students. And, and so we'll keep working towards, and, and until we, we do have that first practice date and that first competition date, uh, we're not going to stop working on trying to, to get things ready. That'll bring us to the end of our very first episode of the Sunbird Sound Off. We really hoped you enjoyed getting to listen to Director of Athletics Aaron Henderson as he talked through everything that, that we've been working through this summer to try and try and get our student athletes back on campus. We still got a little ways to go, but but we're doing everything we can and we can't wait to to see our student athletes return to their passions and, and and their sports. As always, you can get any news from the department by going online and visiting fpuathletics.com and we want to invite you to follow us along on our social media platforms. On Facebook, go to Fresno Pacific University Sunbird Athletics and on Twitter and Instagram, find us at FPU Sunbirds. Special thank you goes out to our music coordinator, Isaac Davis. He's a member of the FPU track team, but he can also take care of uh, musical needs that we have inside our athletic communication office. So thank you very much to Isaac Davis. I am the assistant director of athletics communication, Christian Bond. We'll be back with another edition of the Sunbird Sound Off next week. Until then, stay safe and have a good one. Mm-hmm.